Hey everyone, welcome to Indie Film Grid, a podcast about indie films and indie filmmakers. I am your host, Timothy Patrick, but you, you can call me Tim. In this episode, I talk with two indie filmmakers from New York, David Joseph Volino and Victoria Rattermanis. We talk about how they made the film, how they met each other in acting school, and why a simple, character-driven story can be so effective. Let's get into it. And here we are with David Joseph Volino and Victoria Rattermanis. How are you guys? Thanks for being on the podcast. We're good. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for having us, Tim. Oh, it's definitely my pleasure. Um, I'm excited to talk to you about your your new film, uh, The Rose Garden. Um, really good stuff. Uh, you sent oh, me a, yeah. Well, you guys sent me a screener, and uh, that was very nice mm-hmm. of you, and I enjoyed it. But before we go too deep into that, can you guys give us a little background about yourselves? Uh, sure. Um, uh, well, I, <laughs> gosh, I'm like, how do you give a background of yourself? Yeah, um, well, David and I met, uh, we went to the same acting school. We were in like a kind of small two year program that was Meisner training. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, before that, I kind of grew up overseas was my dad's job and then moved to New York specifically to be an actor and a creator and just been here for gosh, eight years now. So Wow, great. How about you, David? Yeah, Tori's story is way cooler than mine. She's, <laughs> she's been all over the world growing up um, overseas. And uh, yeah, we met in uh, we met in this acting school, um, Playhouse West in Brooklyn. Um, before that, I, I guess I, I grew up in uh, just a really small town in New Jersey called Elmwood Park. Um, it's like a two square mile town. Um, didn't really know much about anything with acting or filmmaking. And uh Around um, when I was in college, I kind of just realized how much I loved it. I took like an easy, um, I thought it was it would be an easy acting <laughs> course for like a, just a cheap A and uh, just fell nice. in love with it. And then I went to Brooklyn to study and um, that's where I found Tori and, and the school. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. That's great that you guys uh, went to the same school. Yeah, it, it was like really, it was a really lucky thing. Um, we, we both came out of a really strong community and program that was always mm-hmm. making stuff and had never worked together, which was really shocking, yeah. uh, and did this film. And it was just, I couldn't think of a better situation to work in than with someone you know and like and appreciate and who works like you. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and the characters, I mean, we'll get into it if as deep as you guys want, but uh, in the film, they uh, they definitely know each other. So it's a, it definitely yes. works in the favor of the film. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, if you don't mind me asking... You mentioned being miser trained. Is that what mm-hmm. it is? Or is it Meisner? Meisner, yeah. Stanford Meisner. Meisner trained. Can you explain to us uh, what that is? Uh, what the approach <laughs> that is to acting? Yeah, I mean, I think some people call it method. I don't <laughs> think that's really what it is. It, it's, I mean, I, I think a lot of actors kind of use this sense uh, that it's, you know, living truthfully under imaginary circumstances, like really trying to find the reality um of the piece that you're working through and to filter it through yourself so that it feels 
like you're having that conversation, not like you're saying these lines. Um, mm -hmm. It's also just uh, for me as an actor, like I, I did my undergrad at Pace and then I went to this school, it, it, for, not to snub Pace, they were a great school, but this technique in the teaching and my teachers were some of the best training I had as an actor. It's probably one of the more reliable, relatable uh, lessons that I've learned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you'd say the same. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think um, before I was ever introduced to Meisner training, um, specifically at Playhouse West in Brooklyn, um, I, I wanted to learn how to act, but I, there was no um, tool built. I didn't really know what to do with myself in a scene. Uh, what to do with the script when it was handed to me. Um, I believe like once you really study that technique and um, if you have great teachers, uh, they teach you how to how to break down exactly what you have to do with the person in front of you and make it as real and as um, meaningful in the moment as possible. And I mm -hmm. think for me, that's what um, the training gave me. Yeah, like this golden rule of the more personal, the more universal. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, you guys should do a commercial for that school. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, you, you know, you hear people ripping on method actors and uh, yeah. going a little, you know, crazy, uh, staying in role. But uh, I'm sure each actor can uh, dial it up or down depending on the project. Absolutely. I mean, I think there's like this... Uh, f from the, you know, when Dave and I geek out and watch interviews of Daniel Day-Lewis or, you know, I, I love Sam Rockwell, like the, there's a lot of actors that kind of go towards the method or are Meisner trained. And I think there's a good consensus um, that goes against the kind of stereotype that there is a sense of like, obviously, Daniel Day-Lewis knows he's making a movie. He's not wondering what's happening with that camera thing in front of him. <laughs> um, I think it's just more like the, you know, the more that you do something like riding a bike, the more it becomes habitual. Yeah. So you're building these habits uh, so that when you go into something, it's not like you have to turn it on. It's already living within you. Um, so that's where I think the method kind of idea comes from. I mean, when we do, I don't know, right now I'm working on a French lesbian poet uh, role for a play. Nice. And I, I walk around in that all day, especially before my rehearsals when I can, because then when I get into rehearsal, no matter what happens... It's not like I have to think, um, you know, I mean, it, it starts to come out of me as it's my own behavior. So mm -hmm. that's kind of, I think, the instinct behind method. It's not, you know, wondering, what is that cellular thing in your hands? <laughs> like, I, right. As many people, I'm sure, think it is. Yeah. Yeah. And was your school, uh, was the acting uh, more for stage or was it for a screen or was it for both? I'd say for both. I'd say both. I, sure. There's definitely no musical theater training going on there. Yeah. I'm sure you can use the acting technique for that, but I'd say it's for both. Um, we Anything we worked on in class was some of the greatest play scripts I've read and um, was always a published play rather than doing a movie scene. But we also, as a community, made a lot of short films and mm -hmm. Rose Garden came out of that. So, So you guys went to school. You learned how to act. And you decided, hey, let's make a movie. So, <laughs> David, uh, the original story was yours? Yeah, yeah. Tell me about that a little bit. How'd you come up with the concept? It's a pretty cool story. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I was at um, uh, the, actually the Playhouse West uh, Philadelphia Film Festival two years ago. I, went, um, I was in the middle of my training, 
And um, our teachers, Jim Parrick and Andrea Dantas, kept like harping in our ear, you have to create, you have to create something for yourself. Um, so go to this festival, get inspired, come back and make something. So that's what I did. I went out to Philly, uh, watched these films, and I was really, really inspired by them. Um, so much so, I drove home that night from Philly. I think I left at midnight from Philly. And I I, I was like speeding, trying to get home, trying to get a, something on paper. Wow. And uh, yeah, I got a... <laughs> we do not promote <laughs> yeah, speeding. I don't promote that. Um, but I got pulled over and then uh, just kind of... You know, I took the ticket like a like a like a man. I deserved it. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I got home. I wrote I started writing um, something that was on my mind was uh, a poem uh, by T.S. Eliot, um, which mentions the Rose Garden. Um, I think it's called Four Quartets and I could be wrong. Um, but in this in the film, uh, I say the poem out loud and uh, it just kind of reminded me about. It inspired me to write a story about um, the place where, for me, the Rose Garden was a place where, uh, you know, you're if you had a fork in your road and you took one path, there's another path you could have taken that you didn't. Mm-hmm. Now, if that if that path you didn't take goes and lives a life, an imaginary life, mm-hmm. um, what would it look like? What would it what would it sound like? What, what would what circumstance would you be in um, if if it was lived out? Um, so I, I wrote a story around you know these these two, you know, high school sweethearts that um, were meant for each other. Um, But the circumstances of life that aren't fair all the time push them apart. And now nine years later, uh, you know, Chris returns to Becca's door. And um, I just wanted to explore while writing it, like, what would that look like? And what would that sound like? And what would realistically happen? Um, And I try to do that with the Rose Garden. Yeah. I think you nailed it when you said realistic, because uh, this is the first film I've seen in a while that uh, didn't feel like a film. There, you know, oh. <laughs> it it, uh, it felt like I was there, just uh, watching. Um, oh wow! It was really natural. Uh, both of you guys. Uh, we'll get into the acting a, a little later, but you both won. <laughs> you both won awards for acting. I. Yes, yeah, we did. Yeah. That was really insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still kind of crazy. To yeah. Wow. So let's get, I may be confusing the listeners a little bit. Let's get the roles out of the way. Uh, okay. David, you were, what, actor, writer, producer? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I'd say producer. I don't think of myself as a producer. I guess I would be. Yeah, and, you were a producer. Yeah. And what about okay. you, Victoria? Obviously, you're the uh, co-star. Yes, uh, I think co-star, emotional support. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, we did a lot of script work before and everything, but it was yeah. definitely more Dave and Carl's uh, film. I was just like lucky to get to attend, uh, which was awesome. <laughs> can I uh, can I shout out Carl Fernandez real quick, who's my partner on this thing? Um, is that okay? Oh yeah, Carl, right, what's so... up, Carl? Yeah, he's, <laughs> he couldn't make it today because he had work, but um, he. Carl Fernandez is is my partner. He co-wrote the uh, script with me after I gave him the original story. He, you know, he made adjustments and made it make more sense. Um, he he shot some of it, um, all the flashback footage he shot. Uh, but he, if I didn't have Carl Fernandez directing it and and producing it alongside with me, there's no way this film would have happened. Um, so I owe him very much. He's I respect him a ton, and uh, without him, this film wouldn't exist. So. I just wanted to shout him out. That's right. You heard it here, Carl. <laughs> uh, 
Cool. Yeah. So it actually looks really good. Um, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm no, I'm no critic or anything, but, uh, visually, uh, it looked like a good film, you know? And so, uh, props to Carl and anybody else working on the, the cinematography. Oh um, yeah. Jordan, Jordan, all his, he, uh, he was our cinematographer. Yeah. He was really awesome. Nice. Very cool. We had, like an insanely good crew for, you know, uh, first co- like collaborative short film like low budget we had the lighting for some of the scenes was stunning they did it all it was like a very small crew and they were so good and everything was so well maintained and like it was the most efficient like short film low budget film that i've worked on mm-hmm. i think probably ever <laughs> it was such a blessing dude that that these people came you know together to work on this film for for nothing except like food and water um it's yeah. pretty amazing it was re- it was really amazing i'm really blessed that um you know they wanted to work with us and and i'm i'm grateful yeah yeah well b- you know being efficient is important in uh indie yeah. filmmaking um and speaking of efficiency you had two characters and basically one location. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's right. Now that's pretty efficient. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take to shoot? Um, it took about a, one full day and then uh, another morning. So a day and a For like quarter. the big meaty yeah. stuff. Yeah. And yeah. then the uh-huh. flashbacks we had shot over a, a, like yeah. five or six months. Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Five or six months we would on and off shoot a... Uh, the flashback footage yeah. um, when we had our time. Yeah, I was thinking to myself, that really lends a, a history uh, to these yeah. characters, even though it may not be in the past, you know. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. Very cool. And, you know, I know it's not a sci-fi film, but if you, <laughs> if you believe in parallel universes, uh, yeah. they did end now up all- together, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. now we're talking, Tim. Now we're getting into <laughs> now you're, yeah, now you're getting to our spiraling out stories. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting, you guys, even if that was on your mind, especially while working on the on the story, um, it's interesting how you didn't go that route, but not only that, you strip back so much from what people think a movie is. I mean, you could have gone total sci-fi route but instead you went character route and yeah. you know it's uh, once again it feels real and I, I think you made a wise choice because it's so real that people like me who watch it will start to think about the other things you know yeah <laughs> well, that's huge I'm, I'm glad that uh that you're saying that I think the the main thing that I kept like playing over my head and, and I talked to Tori about it so much was like I just want to tell a story with two people two real people and do it through behavior mm-hmm. um as real as behavior as you can possibly get um yeah. just, I didn't want it to be a uh as cool as that would be to have a sci-fi uh yeah it did remind me like kind of that um that heartache worth of these people should be together, yeah. but they can't. It reminded me a lot of like The Fountain, which is like one of my favorite films. Mm-hmm. I think that like you know maybe in like the Hollywood budget version of The Rose Garden, you get to go live out those different lives yeah. with them of what could and maybe should have happened. But there yeah. there is that element around that of like these people. There's only there's only life that gets in the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And there's a, there's a bit of a sadness to the film, but I think that's what connects people to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So David, I'll ask you um, for coming up with the story and then being the main character, one of the main characters. um, How was that? How was it? That's a, that's a very leading question and, and vague, but <laughs> I mean, uh, you, you didn't have to learn your lines as hard. I imagine, you know, you're, you're, that's exactly whatever you're thinking is exactly how it was. It was, it was straight from my heart. Um, you know, that was what probably at that point in my life was the most meaningful story I could have told. Um, I wasn't going to do anything until I couldn't, keep it inside me anymore. And that, that story was um, so meaningful that once we got in the same room, um, it was effortless. Like being in front of Tori, first of all, she's a fantastic actress that, that she, once you're in front of her, you'll understand. And when, when you see the film, I, I guarantee you'll see it. It's effortless to work with her because everything I do is coming directly out of what Tori's given me. There's nothing... It's 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 my heart, but it's what she is giving me back. Um, it's give and take throughout the whole film. Uh, so when I showed up to set, I was full of this meaningful thing that I wanted to do, scene to scene. And um, Tori was game, and it was so easy and effortless, man. I I uh, yeah, it was just effortless. Well, it's definitely a movie for actors, and uh, it makes sense that actors made it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> great. So we mentioned the awards a little bit, um, but let's get into the the festivals. You know, uh, how how many did you hit? I think right now we've hit five, and we're we're going to our sixth in New Hampshire in May, um, officially so far. Very cool. Yeah. So you're hitting up the East Coast pretty pretty heavy, or you going yeah. all over yeah. the country, or? Yeah, yeah, I'm trying. Um, did we, we submitted to LA, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah we did. Um, yeah, so, we're, I mean, we're submitting everywhere, but the East Coast has been feeling us pretty much, so uh, that's where we've been going. We went down to Mississippi on a road trip. Uh, me and Carl, we kind of loaded up the Jeep and uh, drove 15 hours to Meridian, Mississippi. <laughs> and it, I got to tell you, it was one of the most fun uh, times I've ever had in my life. And the people down there, Thomas Burton running the, uh, the Rails to Reels Film Festival and Elliott Street, they really showed us a lot of love, and uh, the whole community did. Um, and it was cool to see, you know, our little short film that came out of our community, like, touch another community mm-hmm. um, that it would have never touched. So uh, it was just yeah. really cool, man. It's cool to see what a story can do. Yeah, and is this your the first time you dipped your toes into uh, festivals with this project? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I made a short film in college, and I attempted to uh, – <laughs> to get in the film festival <laughs> but it was a, a piece of garbage because no. you know, i didn't know how to, how to make a film really but you know you try you know you get out there and you try um yeah. at that time in my life that was a meaningful story and i tried i didn't have the means and i didn't have the technique and uh, i didn't have the partner um i didn't have tori so it was you know wasn't gonna happen but uh like i said man it just feels with this film like everything that good that could have came together all the people and the, and the, the time, the opportunity, like everything just kind of lined up. Um, so I'm just really grateful again. Very cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm sure if it's a tight knit group like that, um, if you, if you had a, a private screening for them all, I'm sure that was fun. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, I, th I think we're doing that soon. We kind of just kept it with the festivals and then everyone was getting mad at us for not <laughs> sharing the film. Yeah. So I think we're gonna maybe look into doing a screening in the spring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're gonna do a screening for, um, for all, of our... all the crew, all the family, yeah. um, our, our little community, yeah. So Best Actress Awards, two of them. Is that right, go. Victoria? Uh, yes. Now, how does that feel? Um, that, <laughs> that was surreal. I just remember being at the Northeast Film Festival and seeing all the act fellow actresses who were nominated and then hearing them say a name and then just turning and looking at Dave and Carl screaming into my face <laughs> and then realizing like, oh my gosh, they said my name. Oh, I'm supposed to walk out. Like it's, it's very surreal. Um, it's, Acting is both a selfish and a giving thing. You know, it, it's selfish because I love it so much. Uh, it's it's almost destructively I love it. <laughs> um, and then at the same time, like you do it because you want to tell stories and you want to meet these people that people create and you want to connect and you know you want to you want to spend time in other worlds and in other lives. And um, so when people you know, like Dave, are like, hey, I trust you with this thing. It's huge. It's huge for me. Like I, there's a million other people lined up behind me that would have taken that role. Um, and then to have people who don't know us, who you know have no favoritism or opinion of us as people or artists, say, hey, I see you as well, and I appreciate what you did. Is just, I mean. I was floored. I like, it didn't hit me until I was driving like my rental car back to Brooklyn. And then I was like on the highway, like trying not to cry. I was like, should I pull over? Like what's <laughs> happening? Um, it was really, it was really uh, awesome. It was a really cool experience. And also like just very shocking. I'm sure it, I think all artists have a sense of imposter syndrome. So it's like a very like surreal experience. Yeah. And you did the whole thing. You got your name called and you walked up to the stage. Yeah. Yeah. It was insane. My dad was there. My dad, like, he, like, was fumbling the phone trying to videotape. It was, like, taking pictures of himself and, like, couldn't text you. That. Like, everyone just, like, lost their minds for a good minute. I was crying um, my eyes out. Was, like, <laughs> she got married and I was bald. Yeah. It was really, it was cool. Like, our little film, you know, went so much farther than I think either of us could have ever imagined. So, yeah, it, I was just like, wow, okay, cool, <laughs> this great. is happening, I guess. Just make sure you walk, walk forward, and don't <laughs> fall, and say something appropriate, and go sit down. <laughs> Do you remember what you said? I'm always curious about the speeches people give. I don't, gosh, I think I blacked out. Do you remember what I said? <laughs> you were, uh, like, very motivating. I remember. Really? You, yeah, you were, nice. like, you were saying how much you appreciate exactly what you said. Yeah. And being recognized yeah. by... Uh, I feel like it was like that moment in old school where Will Ferrell has like a fit of intelligence and like says something and then comes back and is like, what did I say? That's how it feels like. Dave was like, wow, that was really good. And I I honestly like can't remember. Yeah. I, I definitely at least said thank you. That's great. I, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm sorry. That's a horrible answer. No, no, that's a good answer. You were shell-shocked at the time. Yeah, yeah I was super shell-shocked. And uh, similar with you, David, when you won? Yeah. Were you able oh, to man. get up on stage and? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like disbelief um, at first. Uh, I've never been recognized for anything <laughs> that I've done that I that I loved. Um, so it, it means it meant so much to me, especially 
I got to to hug uh, an idol to me is Tony Savant. Mm -hmm. He's he's a he taught my teacher, and um, uh -huh. he passed down the technique which got passed down to us. Uh, so he's like a guru, and I got yeah. to hug him on my way up, and that that meant the world. He congratulated me. both of us. And I just turned to Dave. And I was like, "Oh my God, Tony knows my name." <laughs> <laughs> it was a big deal. It was a big deal. Um, yeah, awesome. and, to, and to say you know how much I appreciate them and love them was, uh, it was it's it's all love, man. I just feel nothing but gratitude and love, and it all came from this little story. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's a uh, you know on the surface it seems like it could just be overlooked. But uh, yeah, when you when you watch it, uh, you get sucked in because, you know, I've a, I I'm pretty sure I'm older than you guys, and when you as you get older, everybody has that happen to them multiple yeah. times, you know. So it's like, I I can't even imagine being eighty, and you just yeah. have sixty different ideas of what your life could have been, you know. Oh, yeah, that, I just, I got to say, I saw a video today. Um, it was a Denzel Washington. Um, he was speaking, at, I think, at Pennsylvania University. And uh, he was talking exactly about that, about um, like trying, it, it, basically taking the chances when they're at your feet and when they come to you instead of allowing them to pass by. Um, and he said at the end of the speech, like, you don't want to be 80 years old in your deathbed. And, and you see the ghosts of all the things that you could yeah. have done upset at you staring at staring back at you and they have to go to the grave with you you know what i mean yeah so that's pretty uh i don't know that just rang true to me yeah and you guys uh, i mean in the story it's um uh you said nine years after high school so it it may even be the first time the characters feel this way yeah, yeah. it definitely is i think uh you know, if there was an award for like most likely to get married, yeah. <laughs> that would have been Chris and Becca. Um, and mm -hmm. I and I think that's there's such an element I think um, in the film where this they they sense that this is the one chance they have to do something, uh, and so certain opportunities are taken I think by Becca to kind of be like you know this is where I imagine both of us. Um, and I, and I think, yeah, there is kind of like a stakes of like, wow, like I have this one glimpse, you know, this like one moment I can either jump or stay. And like, there's just this element of like, um, time limit yeah. or yeah. Like the sense of like, this has never happened before and this will probably never happen again. Yeah. The window's closing for sure. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know, you, you split a bottle of wine and things <laughs> could go any direction. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting yeah. that your characters are, um, they're reasonable people. Um, you know, they're not, uh, like I say, and another person uh, could write this story and it's just a sex fest all night. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. the the human element of that is that they're, 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 well, I'm going to say human again, because there's not, they're not bad guys. You know, Becca isn't this like temptress and you know mm -hmm. chris is there to break up a marriage or whatever you know like there there's a sense of like a human being you know what what is it like when you spend time with someone that is such a specific era of your life how can you not slip back into that comfortability with them that's the habit you learn to be with them is to act like that or to feel that way um especially if you feel like things weren't 
maybe didn't go exactly where you wanted, even if you're happy in life. Uh, but also if they maybe weren't explained or, you know, if there's no closure with such a big thing, such a big element of who you were growing up. For sure. You know, usually, usually I have questions like, tell me about the casting, but uh, oh. there's only two of you. <laughs> and I, 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 I saw Tori. I mean, uh, Tori was, I wrote the story and I was like, it's Tori. Uh, that's as quick as it was, nice. you know, it's, it's the only person I thought of. Um, and she was game. She just, she was game. I, she showed up. I tell the story all the time, but she showed up at a table read with more questions and notes that I had answers for, you know, she made the story richer. Mm. She made it more real. Um, the characters I, I think got more fleshed out because of her. Uh, her technique is awesome, you know, and I learned so much from her. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I like the fact that uh, there there's not an overwhelming amount of dialogue in this film either. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. How did you guys go about um, pacing? You know the beats because uh, mm. a lot of it is facial expressions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I think that just I mean that goes to our teachers. That goes to our method, um, especially as new level writers and filmmakers I think I can speak for both of us in saying that we are a little self-conscious about our writing abilities mm -hmm. and so luckily we have the fallback uh, teachings of you know show us behave it you don't have to explain the audience is smart enough to follow along you know just like you you are sitting on the subway or in a cafe even without knowing the people at the next table you can sense that they're having an argument or you can sense that you know what i mean you can mm -hmm. see it in how people's faces pick up things so i mean lucky for us we just got to kind of fall back on that and then i don't know i i think those people are sitting like on the edge of what is right to say and how much can i hide yeah. maybe yeah 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 which is like a hard place to be. And I think no matter what, that kind of element of the circumstances is going to make them. I mean, I have no poker face to begin with. So expression wise, I, um, I give a lot away, but a bad liar. Yeah, I'm a bad, bad liar. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I think like dialogue wise, like it comes out from who they are and who they are to each other more than what they would ever probably be able to say. Right. You know, the the realism comes from what we're not saying to each other. Uh, the things that we are saying are kind of like, yeah. you know, just, just. I think it's like an impossibility for them yeah. not to know how they feel about each other. Yeah. Which is the unfortunate element of the film. Yeah. I mean, just those characters being together after nine years felt good, I'm sure. But at the same time, yeah. it was tearing them apart. Yeah. 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 Good yeah, stuff. I, yeah, that's that's a yeah. So you don't want to, I don't know, you don't want to ruin it. You don't yeah. want to say something and have them be like, "I gotta go." Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to yeah. keep it as <laughs> pleasant, I guess, as possible. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm gonna get a little crazy, here, but <laughs> you know, life is is uh, it's it's beautiful and meaningful because nothing truly lasts. Um, so relationships, you know, people important things in your life will pass. So when you have a moment, I think the importance of uh, the story and the human thread that everyone seems to be connecting to it. Um, and I think that's what we did on mm -hmm. set too, is that this thing is here for now. And it's, uh, you know, as long as we have it, but it's going to be gone soon. Mm -hmm. um, 
So let's try and live in that, you know, for this day and a half and, uh, and see what happens. Yeah. Um, I think that's a human thread. You know, people take away the beauty of a moment, how great it is to have that person in front of you for that second. You can always try to do more, um, take the actions you take, but you have to live with the circumstances, the, uh, the fallback of whatever actions you take, you know, it's not always fair, not always pleasant. Um, and it hurts sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As a viewer, it was almost seeing them go to the next stage in their life, almost saying goodbye to a chapter, yeah. closing a door and being adult enough to say, yeah, I can still love this person and our lives are going to be different. Yeah. 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 I mean, that, yeah. that's well said. That's yeah. Well said. Yeah. God, that like. Yeah, to I the know. Core. Did that hit you too? Yeah, to the core. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, wow. People, so it's like, it's a very... <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's exactly yeah, what that's it was. That's a very powerful element of that, yeah. Yeah, we were doing a photo shoot a couple of days ago, and like, the way we work, I, you know, speaking back on lies, man, it's so funny. Like, I still, all the things uh, I yeah. connected to the story with and being in character again for a little bit was like coming back. It sits right there with you. you I think that's that. just the relatable element too. It's yeah. like... If you just make it as simple as possible and you're like, who are these two people to each other? Yeah. What is the circumstance? There's no way that you can like not have a response to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I imagine this movie would play well even with subtitles. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. You know, because yeah. most of it's body language and it just, you can just tell that the, they care deeply about each other. And that, you know, that goes to you guys uh, on mm -hmm. the acting. Um, yeah. Did you ever get too, too touchy and, uh, you guys had to take a break to cry it out or anything? Uh, I'm just curious. I'm not an actor. So. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, that's a good question. Uh, I'm sure our teachers have seen Dave and I get hit pretty hard by the work we've done in class. Um, I think this film was made by two people who, or by a group of people, but I think as actors, Dave and I... Um, I think we're both pretty hopeless romantics about things. So there, there's moments where like, you know, talking through things and relating things is, uh, was difficult. Um, and, but I don't know, we both have like the lucky element of he went home to his fiance and I went home to my boyfriend and we were like, Oh, love is still alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's, yeah. yeah, there's definitely, it, it, it is a hard story to get through, but luck, luckily, at some point when it's done and someone yells cut, at least for us, it's not real. Uh, so right. there's an element of being able to be like, oh, okay, okay. Mm. Like I'm in the buoy, I'm being pulled back to the boat. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I'm gonna make it. Yeah. Very interesting. I, I find actors fascinating. And you guys, <laughs> you guys are fun to talk to. Oh, oh good. Man, let's talk every week. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have anything to work on right now. We're good. <laughs> Yeah, so um, tell me about the indie scene, in indie film scene in, in New York from what you guys have seen. I'm, since I got you here and you guys seem like yeah. real Brooklynites or whatnot, uh, <laughs> I don't even know if that's a term, but is... No, it is you're, you're, you're on point with uh, that. <laughs> cool. But uh, yeah, how is it there? Because, you know, I, I've been in New York a few times, but uh, even a shoot, but uh, I never got a sense of, of what's going on you know, on the street level with the filmmakers. Mm. Well, what is your experience? Um, so what I see like at these festivals and well, the East coast festivals, um, you see a lot of filmmaking that has, uh, there's, there's, there's people that are, that are 
going to make a film. They're motivated to make a film. Mm -hmm. I think that's the, the, the overlying thing that I see in these, in these filmmakers is like, they have a story. Um, they want to tell it, they're going to make it whatever the means. Uh, mm -hmm. It may not be the prettiest looking film. It may be rough cut. It may be uh, not the greatest sound, but people are going to come together and make films. Um, it's like a really motivated place. I think there's a lot of energy uh, at all these festivals. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think these the East Coast filmmakers they 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 have meaningful stories to tell. It's a it's a certain way of living too mm -hmm. um, that I think is different from you know the West Coast or down south. Mm -hmm. um, it's faster paced and uh, it's a little more intensity. I think. Yeah. Um, I, I see in these films, uh, but it's cool. I, I I enjoy watching these films a lot. Um, specifically, I, I can speak on our community. Like, you're gonna see stories that are being told through behavior, like kind of like ours. Um, mm -hmm. You're going to see stories that are meaningful stories that uh, people need to tell. Mm -hmm. um, it's a really talented little community. Yeah. I'm not trying to, you know, blow it up. But yeah, uh, yeah. I, I would be lying if I said, like, I've been somewhere where I've seen the talent, the, the, you know, I don't know, the purpose behind everything that that we do is is, is important, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it means something to each filmmaker here, and it means something to each actor here. Um, and it costs something, too, I think, as well. So... It's just a really cool little place. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, uh, from my experience, I was um, in L.A. last March for a film that I directed, a short film, and something that I was really blown away with, with, like, the kind of L.A. indie scene was kind of, like, their production quality. Like, I think you guys, I mean, not that we don't have studios out here, but, like, it's such a huge entertainment uh, world over there. You know, I feel like out there like everyone's kind of in the film business in some sense here you can meet people who do other things that have maybe dabbled or are looking to um so that was something of like a difference like new york has this kind of i mean some of the films that i think more people would know of that have come out of the indie world like the softy brothers um noah baumbach like they have like a very east coast view and it's much more on the street level mm -hmm. um you know, much more like, I guess, kind of where we're coming from of like lower production needs, more of like the people, the behavior rather than like, um, I don't know, like a nice set or, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I, I think everyone, from what I've seen, like we live in a generation where it, like it used to be back in like what the nineties, like $20,000 just to make a low budget yeah. film because it was film, you mm -hmm. know, Tangerine and Florida Project, like the, that director, like, you can make a film and edit it on your cell phone and you've made a film. Right. So I think across the board, like, especially with like what Dave was saying, like everyone's motivated to make something, anything, because they have the ability to practice that. Um, I have friends who have production companies or just who have equipment that we, we just shoot as much as possible so that we're always learning and trying to work things out. Um, so I think there's definitely like, I mean, New York is intense. <laughs> We're mm -hmm. like 24-7 on the go. People leave because they can't handle it sometimes. Yeah. So there is a bigger grind here. Um, but I think it's definitely, I guess I would say more like behavior-based, like more the people rather than like maybe the, I don't know, I guess like effects or surrounding world yeah. or the quality of the film. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, I agree. Yeah. Very cool. So... Do you have plans uh, for distribution for the Rose Garden? Are you going to release it online or? Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, recently we've been uh, in contact with a few companies um, for 
distribution on on a few platforms um and also for television uh distribution um through satellite tv like direct tv um so we're working with a couple companies right now we're just kind of hammering out details on the contracts but um nice this is all new to me this is this is crazy yeah. to me. this is this is something i never i mean really never thought would happen um and i don't know any filmmakers from our community or outside of our community anyone i know that's done it yet so i'm kind of uh learning as i go and trying to do it uh the right way um mm-hmm. yeah yeah whatever that means but <laughs> but uh i mean it's this, it's a little story that could right now you know it, it it's uh people want to apparently distribute it and so we're looking into it yeah and we're going to do it um i can't give away specifics yet cuz i guess legally we haven't signed the <laughs> contract sure yeah it's going to be very soon yeah, and then we're in the New Haven yes. uh, Film Festival in May. New Haven International, yeah. And we'll probably do a screening yeah. in New York. Yeah, yeah. Very uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, just keep making stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like your style. And you guys both, uh, you, you keep busy. I mean, you were saying, uh, Victoria, that you had just directed a short. Uh, yeah, I kind of like just doing stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, obviously everyone has their standard of like what they want to be a part of and everything. But for me, like in directing, like my it was my friend's film idea and he wanted me to direct it. It was like really my first time directing and um, it was very much more like an experimental film. Um, but again, we were working with people from our school. So it's like actors that I trust. Uh, I, I just, I like to always be, busy and working this career is such a roller coaster ride that the the downs and the lows and the in-betweens can be hard so and and directing like oh man it's such like a it's like all of a sudden you know everything (laughs) acting you're questioning you're grinding and directing you're like i see the world the story and it's it's a really great uh muscle to kind of flex and to learn to use and it it, it's helped me with my acting too um Yeah, I've helped produce stuff. I don't know. I think we're just at the level where, you know, we don't have to worry too much about the roles and rules. We can just be like, I want to make this. How can we do it? How can I help? Yeah. And it's a great feeling. Yeah. 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 Speaking on that, I mean, Tori does every. Tori's done everything. Tori's like, you know, directed, produced, helped any which way on different productions like crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And it's I think the thing that I, I relate to her most with is like when I'm sitting waiting for an audition or uh you know this this life you know choosing to be an actor mm-hmm. it's not uh, it's not it's not really <laughs> there's grand at no all. promises yeah there's no promises and, and you, you, there's a, it's a lot of waiting um so when you have this time you fill it you fill it with studying and you fill it with uh reading as many things as you can or, mm-hmm. or going out and rehearsing and you know auditioning as much as you can but the auditions are few and far between sometimes and the, and the work is few and far between so mm-hmm. you know making a film or, or putting up a play um it's something that you need for me personally like if i don't i think i'm i'm uh you know going backwards i feel very anxious and yeah i think it was uh tim robbins was talking about that uh an interview i heard on the id 10t now instead of nerdist and he was just like i have to go back to my theater company Mm. he's like i can't like acting is like the one career where people mistake that like well, I guess he didn't say mistake, but I agree that it's a mistake that they're just like, okay, I did this role. Cool. Next one. And they don't go back to the gym. They don't, you know, yeah. they don't always go get a place to go back and to keep growing and moving. And 
I, I think it's like any other muscle. If you're not using it in some way, if you're not, you know, doing the artist's way of like constantly creating and finding a way to open up and unblock yourself, then it, it, this career is hard enough. You know, you might as well give yourself something to do in the midst of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, as, as far as uh, rehearsing, did you guys mm -hmm. rehearse a lot for this? Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of rehearsing that goes in. Uh, for for us, and I think for me, for the way that we work, like there's so many chances in this industry where like you will be in a room by yourself going through the script, maybe working with a person you don't really get along with, <laughs> or, you know? So if you have the chance to work with someone who also works the same way as you, like, why not? Like, why not explore and grow and build so that when that camera is rolling, you can forget about it. You know, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's there. It's so in you that there's not a question of yeah. if someone calls cut and has to fix the lighting of what you do next to kind of help yourself. Um, so yeah, we definitely rehearsed. We also like, work through all the history and the script and you know we did so many like of those like kind of flashback kind of moments where we're kind of going through like who we are how we meet um how we function together hmm. yeah I get, yeah like the flashbacks would serve yeah you know, we, we would do work on the side as well like I, I know i could speak on like you know i'd go home before I, i'd see tori you know days or weeks before and you fill out things for yourself mm -hmm. you connect to um specific things that are meaningful to Dave, to myself. Yeah. And then I kind of bridged the gap with these, this character and with, yeah. with back in front of me. Um, and then, you know, we'd meet up for these flashback shoots and those things would come out being around each other almost mm -hmm. as a rehearsal. So we're living a backstory mm -hmm. right. on set yeah. uh, to shoot the film. Yeah. So it was a cool way of doing it. It was cool to like kind of explore that. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it was, was very interesting. I mean, that's why it was so easy because it's yeah, like, yeah. work's done. Now we can just go and yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it looked like a couple's Instagram page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a wonderful compliment. <laughs> that's the first time I heard that. Anyway, I love that. <laughs> so you guys going to work uh, again together? I yeah, hope so. I yeah. hope so. There's a, a burbling of a short film idea with yes. uh, some friends of ours. Uh, hopefully that'll Flesh get going. Out, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, another shout out. I'm giving a shout out to <laughs> Andrea Dantes and Jim Perry oh, because yeah. um, without those two people, uh, there's there's no chance of of uh, me being able to tell a story that, that came straight from my heart. Mm -hmm. Um for it able to reach you, Tim, there's this never would have happened for, you know, the people that have seen it so far. Mm -hmm. um, there's no chance for me and Tori to work together. Yeah. Like, it, just, it, it always stems back to them. So I'm really grateful to them and, uh, and what they're doing. And if you want to learn from them, ah, uh, Andrea Dantas just opened up a school in New York yep. called the, uh, the Andrea Dantas New York Conservatory. And Jim Parrick is doing a school called the Brooklyn Actors Lab. And I guarantee you go to either one of these people, you're going to be greatly improved as an artist. Exceedingly so. Yeah. I mean, like, I we're not just actors. Like, I would, you know, I say, I can stand tall and say I'm an artist. I'm a creator. Yeah. And it's it's yeah. a really, it's a amazing feeling. That's great. Yeah, you guys sound like a lot of fun. <laughs> so we got to hang out. Man. Yeah. We should. <laughs> I don't know the next time I'll be there, but I, I do yeah. come every once in a while. Well, oh yeah. We're, there, we're gonna we're gonna stop. We'll by. show you around town, take you to the best movie theaters. Yeah. Hell yeah.
Well, guys, David, uh, Victoria, thank you. Thank you for being on the podcast. This was a really fun conversation, and you guys made a really good film. I, uh, I hope the best for both of you, and uh, we should keep in touch. Wow. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. That means yeah. a lot. Um, you're getting my phone number in this next video. <laughs> you know, you're coming that. over for a real Bellino dinner and yes. some nice red wine. It's yes. going to be great. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Well, that's that. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Indie Film Grit podcast. Feel free to check out the show notes at IndieFilmGrit.com. Follow us on Twitter at Indie Film Grit and subscribe to us on iTunes. Well, I should really wrap this up, but before I go, let me ask you something. Do you have the courage, the passion, and the perseverance to make indie films? Do you have enough indie film grit?